This is Stan and Nate from Preacher, <laughs> and you're listening to Mashta. On today's episode, we have the band Preacher from Reno, Nevada. Make sure you check out Preacher's music and music videos. It's easy to find them. Everything is under Preacher NV. Also, make sure to check out their merch store and get that sweet Preacher merch. From windbreakers to shorts to shirts, beer koozies, dad hats. We got pop sockets and tank tops. And my favorite, the Whispering IT. And of course, Kristen wants to say hi to these guys. Hey! I love you guys. And just recently, I got to play a show with Preacher with my band, Body of Filth, and they killed it. They are always on time, and their songs are so amazing. So definitely check them out. But right now, here's one of their songs, Live Laugh Lobotomy.
another episode of Moshed Up. Today we have Stan and Nate from Preacher. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing awesome. This weather's cold, but it's all good. Yeah, it's all <laughs> cold here. Hurts so my guys, butt. So you guys are up in Reno, right? Yes. yes. Is it snowing? It was like really bad. Okay, so you get like all of one winter and like in days. So it's like it's Tuesday, so you get like three months worth of snow, and then it's like. <laughs> kind of dissipates and then it's like okay now it's thursday um you get three more years of snow and you're like oh, okay and then the next week is is uh summertime part two and then, <laughs> and then fall comes around sometime and then it's spring again and you're just like whatever okay just here for it oh well that sounds awful i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> all right well, well well vegas vegas is just cold and windy yeah. In wintertime. The first time in a while because, like, I have not seen it shift in so long. And then now you guys are posting up. It's like, it's raining. It's snowing. I'm like, what the <laughs> is going on down there? Okay. You know? So it snows once every few years. It's for one day and it lasts about three hours. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got people making life decisions up here. Like, I don't know. I need to go grocery shopping, but you know what? I don't want to die. So. Maybe we have in the cupboards, you know? Well, uh, I think it was last year. It actually snowed here. And the snow melted. But then the next day, they said, oh, it's a snow day. We can't have kids go to school because of black eyes. I'm like, there's no fucking snow. It was all dry. It was all dry. Oh, yeah, free day. <laughs> no, I well, lost a day of work. No, it wasn't a free day. The kids still had to do another day at the end of the year. Yeah, they, oh. had, a, they had another day. Uh, Cold-blooded. Well, tell us about yourself. You first. You first? Yeah. I mean, like me personally or the band? Let's start personally, personally and then we'll first. go to the band. <laughs> I'm Nate Garrison. Uh, I turned 34 last week. I don't know. I stopped oh. counting. Happy uh, birthday! But I don't feel like I act like a Scorpio. Maybe yeah. I do. <laughs> just trying to keep it interesting. Uh, and yeah, no, I mean, we'll just keep it short and sweet. Yeah. Um, I'm Stan. I just turned 32 three weeks ago. And uh, yeah, I, I try not to think about it. <laughs> Every 30 years. You're, gu- you're the guitar player, right? Or one yeah. of them. Yeah. Nate, Nate is you're the, the vocalist. vocalist. Yes, yes. So all I can say now is like my age, I can feel it in the weather. <laughs> like my bones just hurt. I'm like, oh my god. Uh, I'm in between that age. I'm turning 33 next month. Hell yeah. Well, looks good on you. I'm right. turning 37 in March. It hurts. <laughs> yeah, he's almost 40. What? So I'm turning 37 and it hurts. When you don't look at all. <laughs> yeah, dude. Thank you. You guys could have lied and we would have we would totally pay you know, we'd be like, hell yeah. You're like, yeah, we're twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get away with that shit. We're like, no, we're old. You can tell. When we can get out of chairs and shit, you know that we're the older band. We're like, ah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't want to be twenty-four again because I didn't really like that age. I like my thirties. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the most we've ever done. Which is bad because we you know, most people are like you kinda slow down when you get older. We're like no. <laughs> no. We, we, no, no, no. Our entire lives. So, yay, 40. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what got you guys into heavy music? 
Probably, probably Lincoln Park. Yeah. Oh. AFI. And like Slipknot, like right, right during those eras, like, wow. like what? Early like 2000s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, God. That just yeah. kicked you in the face, man. You're like, what is this? And then why is it so beautiful, you know? Because it's like two ends of the spectrum, but like either way, you're like, I want to be a part of this, you know? So what album of Slipknot, though? Iowa. Iowa. Okay, what album of Linkin Park? Hybrid Theory, because it took them forever to release Meteora. What we all album of AFI? Yep. Well, I like to know these things. <laughs> I like to know these things. Shut your mouth and stay in fashion. The very first record. Did I say that right? Did I nail it? Nailed it. <laughs> Good one. What about you? Um... <clears throat> Definitely Lincoln Park. That was a big one for me. Um, I would say like the first band that got me into like stuff like our genre was Under Oath. Oh, love it. It's huge. It's funny because at first I, I just hated screaming, but I thought the singing in it was so good that I listened to it and then it just kind of grew on me. And now I have a hard time listening to music that doesn't have screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, Cream rock stuff, and you're like, ah, it's not going anywhere, buddy. <laughs> well, I think that's how it goes: is we grow up with like the singing and a little bit screaming, and now it's like we want screaming with a little bit singing. Yep, that preacher, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, who got you into do wanting to do vocals? Me? Yeah. Uh, not of you, actually, because you both do vocals. Not me at all. <laughs> I wanted to be the best guitar player in the world. Right, I'm just not that good at playing guitar. <laughs> and then I started belting in a microphone, just having fun, and everyone's all duped. And I was like, "Oh, great, yeah." <laughs> and then I just went down this rocky path. Like the very first record I ever did was so cringy. It was so cringy, you know. And then uh, we went into the second record because, like, I've only actually been in like three bands total. Like, I didn't bop around like a lot of people did. I was always very passionate about starting something from the ground up and like making it, you know, like this is, this is me. This is, this is what it is, you know? And so it was so sad. The very first record I ever did, it was so bad that the second record we released, they thought they kicked me out of the band. Oh. Yeah. Because like, I, I don't know what it was. Like I just like grew into it, like over the year span that we did the record to go down and do the next one that everyone's like, Oh man, their new front guy's So good. You know, I was like trying not to cry in the back. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> It was me the whole entire time. So, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I just really grew into that role and had to accept it. And I, I did fight it for a really long time. Though. Yeah. Oh. That's, yeah uh, for me, I would say I started doing vocals, like, in the car in high school. Maybe, like, 14, 15, you know, just messing around. And uh, I was in the same project he was in. Um, also, with our other guitar player, we played together for... Quite a lot of years did like national touring and stuff, and uh, I started doing like backup, like harmonies singing in that band, and then that kind of got me into it because it was at higher range. Yeah. And then, uh, when we started this project, we were like, "Well, do are we gonna have singing in it? Are we gonna have all screaming?" And we're like, "Well, I don't know." And then I was like, "Well, I have a couple lyrics for this song. We'll just try it out. If you guys like it, if you don't, whatever." And I did it, and everyone thought it was good enough to go for so yeah and i just kept like, with it. yeah he's all right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I i like him okay i 
I can. I like the dynamic between you guys' voice. You know, oh, you've got like yeah. the hardcore type scream with you've got melody to your screams too in my head. And then you've got the highs and the highs are just beautiful. It, it just, and then you're you're doing this, this you're tapping at the same time. I'm like, damn, this guy's crazy. It, <laughs> I think with both of your guys' vocals together, it just works in a way with the music you're playing. It to me, it's just a beautiful melody because yeah. well, I'm yeah, I'm yeah, weird like that. The accolade, you know, we're happy to at least you know start to be known by that because like we do work really hard, <laughs> you know, like to try to change things up or like keep them the same and whatnot. And it's like we're we're still developing even now, which is crazy. You would think after doing it for so long that you know you've kind of stuck as like a one trick pony, mm-hmm. and yet it's just. It's just never ending. It's like, hey, I got this idea. I've always wanted to try, you know. And then now me and Stan are singing more than ever together, which I absolutely hate because I don't think I'm a very good singer. But he makes me do it in the studio all the time now, and it's gotten it's gotten okay. <laughs> yeah. well, you got you gotta get all those ponies out there, man. <laughs> all the ponies. I don't think it was as bad as when we brought all of our friends in to help us like capture the intro that we did for this newest record that's coming out. Oh, yeah. And they're all just like, we're going to sing bad. We're like, hey, but that's the point. And they're like, no, you guys are supposed to pump us up. We're like, no, but sing bad. It's okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out just amazing. So we were super excited about it just because it brought like this life and this, like it has, it has spunk, but it also has that monotoneness. You know what I mean? That kind of makes it eerie. You know, like when people would say like the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> yeah, you know that back in the day, you know, you'd be like, wow, this is really brainwashy sounding. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't know if I was a kid, but I would hear that monotoneness and be like, holy fucking shit. Like something's going on or we're in a cult or something. Like this is freaking me out. Because it wasn't like, you know, you didn't have one kid being like, I pledge allegiance to the flag. You know, it was just like, I pledge allegiance to the flag. And it was just like, and everybody went to that fucking note every time. So I was just like, am I missing something? You know, <laughs> freaking me the fuck out. So to bring that to life on this next record was was everything for me. It just brought me back to my childhood. Uh- <laughs> That's so great. Oh my God. I love hearing that. That makes me so happy. Well, I want to know, how did you come up with the name Preacher? There's so much behind that. Oh, <laughs> man, I got all the time in the world, man. Let's go. And I've done it. Well, I mean, at least we're going to ask you like, how we started. So, because my mom, I've been watching a lot of these podcasts that have been coming out and she's all naked to the point. And I'm like, mom, you're not the only one that watches the podcast. Okay. Maybe people want to hear this. You know what? If you want to start from the beginning, start from the beginning. And then just... It comes from a stigma of a lot of things. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I'm not trying to bash anybody. I mean, you believe whatever you want to. I'm just just not the biggest fan of religion, you know, like on any spectrum because of what it does to individuals. You know what I mean? Like, I believe in people, you know, so that's just easier for me to accept what's going on around me. So, like, using the whole word preacher was, like, so many levels because it's like it's not only what we're saying in our songs because we we aren't very political or anything like on our social sites you know like we don't really stick to one thing where like you see other bands like kind of going out for clout you know like this is what's popular this week and they're jumping on like hey if you don't like this then f you unfollow us blah 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 kind of like starting that stigma mm-hmm. and we were like nah man like that's 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 not what preacher is about but if you came and talked to us you'd understand where we're at as far as the playing field goes like what we believe politically or you know what we stand for and those type of things and we want to keep it that way it's like engage in conversation with us we're not going to hide behind our facebook to like 
you know, have these conversations. So um, it's it's a lot of stuff like that where it derives like the whole preacher thing because it's kind of like, uh, what would you say, like an oxymoron? Yeah. Like an oxymoron, <laughs> you know what I mean? So religions are making tons and tons of tax-free money and preacher wanted to get on some of that tax-free money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. But no, I, 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 we will, our biggest thing is we want our music to speak for us and that's what we're preaching. You know what I mean? So it fits so many levels of what we are and what we represent. Well, that's a cool story. I like that. Well, honestly, your guys' music is amazing. And I came up to you and be like, hi, I'm Kristen. I'm part of this podcast. I, <laughs> I really like your music. What's <laughs> up? Like, you know. And then, it, and then I came up right after. I was like, I'm buying you a shirt. Here's my podcast. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yep. And you were like, we're, we're the meanest guys you ever met. We're like, absolutely not. You no. know, not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what I hate what a lot of people think is uh, people who are in the metal scene think we're me and we're not. And I'm like trying to get some uh, people that I know who don't listen to it be like, actually, no, we're this cool like uh, community. And they're like, what? And I'm like, oh, yeah, we do this and this. They're like, what? I thought, so angry. Thought, I thought you were saying people thought we were me, and I was like, where? No, no, no. The, 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 the metal community oh, is yeah. angry and mean. And then when I tell them about stories, they're like, wow, that's really nice. I'm like, well, we're the nicest fucking people in the world. Yeah. It is a double-edged sword, though. You know, metal music is used for so many things, and it's different strokes for different folks, man. You know, you're in it for the violence, then you're in it for the violence, you know. And if you're in it for peace, love, positivity, then that's what you're about, you know what I mean? And yeah. you can even find your happiness, and that's the, that's the best thing about metal music. It's like, you know where you don't want to be, you know? Yeah. Exactly. So when did you guys started... Uh, when did you guys started to form Preacher? Like, what was the year? What was the time where you're like, you know what? Let's do this. I got this down to a T yeah. unless yeah. you want it. <laughs> I'm over here. Stanley, Stan, just go, just go fucking hang out. I got this. <laughs> 2017 is when this all started. Um, and we had no intentions for this to go where it's at right now. So to say that we're humbled as hell to be where we're at is a total understatement. Like we still, there's still times where we even pull up to our studio. We're like, God, we're still doing this. Or we still have the ability to do this. Like people want us to come hang out. They want us to come play these shows. You know, like we're getting nonstop emails to go play. And we're like, what happened? You know, <laughs> just, we just dipped a toe in. We're like, eh, we're not going to take this too seriously. And then we just started like putting all the music together. We played one show. And it's never stopped since. And it was, well, except for COVID, which was kind of a nice break. But I think it kind of, <laughs> you know, we kind of knew where we were going to land right now. Like, because right when we came out of COVID, you can tell everybody, you can see everybody's faces. And we made the decision that, like, you know, instead of just dipping toes in or, you know, being halfway in with this, we were like, fuck it. We're going all in and we're going to die trying, dude. Nice. I love that. I, I love that passion. And I love that, like, Oh, we're gonna do this. Fuck everything. We're just still gonna do this. That's that's great because the music you guys produce is. And I'm sorry, I'm a little fangirl, so <laughs> I love it. Toot, toot. I'm yeah. not at all. Not at all. He's not a fangirl at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I want to talk about the newest music videos you guys released. Let's first talk about Sleep Like the Dead. 
First off, do you even like it? Oh, I love it. I love I like it. The, I think I got the message. From I, the I think I got the message too, but we want to hear it from you first, just to make sure that we were on track. So kind of talk to us about Sleep Like the Dead. Well, it's an older one, as you can tell. Uh, we actually were managed by a different company than we are right now. And uh, we, we did the whole like team up with uh, like a channel to release it and everything. And it was just a total terrible experience, <laughs> you know, because like all their views are going to their channel. Nothing's going directly to us to promote us and find us. It's just like, hey, my channel, um, pay to be on my channel. And then they just kind of like do a post and it's like, OK, we don't care about you anymore. And you're like, oh. So um, as we were like kind of pushing out and like getting more notoriety right now, it's like, oh, dude, let's just go re-release our old music video because it's ours. You know, who cares? Let's just put it back on there because it is a cool song. Um, but that was like, uh, there's a few, there's three videos on there <laughs> that we were like really hardcore DIYing where, uh, where I was like shooting and filming all these music videos that you see in that and edited myself and everything and. Obviously, it wasn't, like, the quality that <laughs> you want out of a music video, but I tried my best, you know what I mean? But but it was, once again, we, we you know, we had a toe-in. It wasn't all in at that point. We were just trying to get visuals out there and see what happened. And now it's like we, we have our buddy Blake Little. Little? Little? Whatever. He's going to be mad at me because I've already mentioned him a bunch of podcasts, but I'm pretty sure I butchered his last name. But I always tell people, I just, I just call him Big Sexy or Sexy Poo or Blakey Face. <laughs> You know, like you guys was, but now he's he going forward. He like directs all of like the cool newer videos that you see. So, but yeah, sleep like Zed was like the last. We're I'm not doing this anymore. We got to go hire somebody to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was that was actually during the lockdown. Yeah. Oh, okay. So up to with, with, with the video, I know it's a man running through the forest, somebody chasing that man. So what I got from it is because the man who's being chased and the man who's chasing is actually the same person. Is it? It's basically you're killing yourself, right? Like, yes, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. It was the end where he puts the cigarette in his mouth and then doesn't light it and throws it out. It's it's basically killing yourself, right? (laughs) Say that again. Oh, I said, uh, the actor wasn't allowed to smoke in our tour van, so I was like... Oh, oh yeah, that too. But it worked in that same way. I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> but that's what it basically was. It's like you're basically killing yourself. Yes. Right? Ah! I knew it! Mm-hmm. I knew it. I actually want to go into another video you guys released, which is actually my favorite. And it's Live, Laugh, Lobotomy. Which I absolutely love this video because um, for people who are listening, their tour bus van is an actual short bus, an actual school short (laughs) bus. And it is fantastic. And I want to know more about this video because you shot half of it in the short bus. (laughs) <laughs> i mean you nailed it right on the head uh well so it was right when we were coming back from blue ridge so i mean i don't, I don't know if anybody knows like preachers worth that work ethic but we we go pretty hard and very fast all the time so when we were coming back we had 42 hours to kill 
And we were talking with our management and they're like, no, now it's time to strike. We're, we, we got the money. Let's put it up. Let's go get music videos done. And we're like, well, when are you thinking? And they're like, when do you get home? We're like, Tuesday? And they're like, okay, cool. We'll go pick up the director on Thursday. Oh. And, then you, uh, and then we had another festival booked for that Friday in California. And then they're like, yeah, go ahead and film the music videos during that weekend. And we're like, okay. <laughs> so I think like me being lethargic and like just so tired as hell like fit me having to act in these scenes because like it's there's no faking that there's no makeup that's just me like running off of maybe six hours of sleep for like the last like 36 hours so i was just like okay what are my cues am i doing this right <laughs> so yeah just uh just zombied through the entire thing the whole the whole video is this, that's supposed to resemble you work and become like a killer or do you just go crazy because of work or something yeah i mean if you i don't know if you guys have ever seen fight club it's like turning yourself into something more i guess because you're just so monotonously like toned out from the world from doing the same damn thing yeah so that's where the lobotomy came from because it was just like I'd, I'd rather have a lobotomy before i go to my job you know <laughs> so then i tell yeah all the time you know so how was it actually like filming the parts of you guys in that bus because if anybody's been in a school bus, they they know how big it is. And if you're in a short school bus, you exactly know how it feels. So with the angles that you guys were getting, like I understand the drums were in the very back, but then you just see you uh, you guys just completely changing everywhere from you're on this bunk, you're on this bunk, you're over here, you're over here. So was that a lot of detail and a lot of planning or did you guys say, fuck it, we're just going to move randomly until it looks good? Like, how was your process of shooting in the bus? I don't want to admit that second part. So we're going to say a lot of planning went into this. <laughs> hey, you know what? You can admit anything. There's no judgment here. Uh, okay. Yeah. We understand like we storyboarded like after being home for a little less than 24 hours. And even, uh, so Blake, uh, he travels with this band called Avoid. And like he teams them. So I don't even know who they are, but check them out. They're fucking amazing. Uh, but he just got back from tour as well. So like we were both just kind of like tour brand and we're like, hey, we got to write this whole sequence and we got to storyboard everything. And it was funny because when we got back to the house, we're like, yes, we got all the ideas. Fuck yeah. And then we went to sleep. We woke up next morning. I'm like, hey, did you write any of that down? He's like, no, I thought you were. And I was like, Okay, we we'll just do it in the bus. You know, like, <laughs> just, yeah, no, like everything just kind of like fell together because we're like, ah, fuck, we got the bus. Uh, let's just go to um, Spirit of Halloween, see what we could find, you know, kind of make these things come to life because we had the gist of it. We just didn't know how to like piece it together. And storyboarding is like how you can be like, okay, these scenes need to be shot first and then we can go into these sequences. So because being in that bus, you were sweating your ass off. Because some of those shots were during nighttime and some of them were during the daytime. And you didn't know that because we took big, giant sheets of black wrap and had to coat the entire bus. And I believe it was like 80 fucking degrees outside. So we were just cooking. <laughs> because we couldn't do it. You know, like it was too late the night before and everybody was just too juiced. And we we took one shot of Yancey, our guitar player. And it looked, it didn't, I'm not saying it looked terrible, but it was one of those things where you can tell it's like, Dude, he's about to pass out. <laughs> it's like, we can't have that in a music video. We need him to be like, fucking, yeah! He was just like, okay. You, Did I get it? No. A, I couldn't imagine a bunch of men in a bus late in the day, sweaty balls. 
I couldn't even imagine that. That's literally what touring is right there. Because anybody asks us, do you bring your wives? We're like, no. <laughs> Why would we put them through such hell? Right. <laughs> See, I wouldn't do that. He can do his own thing because, you know, <laughs> have fun with that. I'll, I'll stay in my bed with my shower. <laughs> well, yeah, long story short about the, the actual scenes in the bus was like, we got home from tour. We slept for like a day, maybe two. And we left for a show. We came back from the show and we started filming at midnight. Oh no. We were four in the morning, then woke up the next day and did it again from 11 to 11, I think. And it, the air quality index was like a 524 because it was just super smoky the whole time. And then we had the fog machine going. <laughs> it, it was uh, it was an experience. <laughs> yeah. Well, B-roll up until we had to drop our director off back at the airport. Like literally we shot B-roll on our way to the airport to like get the video. It was well, so just from that experience, you guys got a great music video. Oh, I think it's badass. Who, you know? who who I whose idea was it for you to be the clown? I think that was me and Blake's. Yeah. 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 Okay. So originally we were just trying to find something to like change into a different alter ego, you know? Yeah. The reason I put that stupid clown mask on, they fit my eyeballs perfectly. He's all, dude, that is so uncomfortable to hang out with you. <laughs> He's like, all, nailed it. Because we tried a bunch on, and I was like, ah, I mean, it looks cool. But, you know, then I put that on. He's like, I don't like that at all. <laughs> I was like, nailed it, you know? Because even I'll wear it at the house, like, I was wearing around. My daughter was like, fuck you. <laughs> Stop wearing that thing. Because, like, I would just stand there and just not say anything. But, like, it fits the profile of my eyes just so, so money, where it looks like it's just fucking on there. So it was just like. Yeah, if you're going to do things like that, make it uncomfortable, you know, for people to watch and or be in, you know, so. So your daughter was okay with it? No. <laughs> no, she's like, no, no. She was having the worst time. That's so funny because Ryan has a, uh, a skull mask and he put it on and put it in front of our daughter and she wanted to wear it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she wore it in her princess dress, too. She's like. What's up? I'm like, okay, undead Snow White, what's up? That's how you rock it. I'm like, yeah, you can go to the store like that. No problem. Oh, yeah, she does. <laughs> so currently, uh, what bands are you guys listening to? Mm. I've been listening. Okay, why don't you go first? I'll, I'll go first. All right, okay. I'll go Stan's first. here too. Stan's here too. <laughs> um, I listen to a lot of Periphery. It's probably like my favorite band. Um, very eagerly awaiting their new album that's supposed to come out soon. Um, I've been listening to Make Them Suffer, my wow. new song Switch. That's a jam. Um, what else? Hey, check that out. It's dude. That. It's hella sick. It's super sick. Um, animals as leaders. Okay, their new stuff is pretty awesome. About it. Oh yeah. See, I've been doing the whole like I, I listened to an album I didn't like it at first, and then going back to listen to it again and found out like hey, maybe I did like it. I was just maybe I, w I was like trying to buy into it too fast. I don't know. So this band called Wind Waker. Uh, they released an album called Love Language, and like the first song is just the most amazing thing I've ever heard. And like 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 uh. The complexity of like how the music is written in that is just it's just fucking awesome. And then it starts to go into the rest of the record, and you're like, 
the hell happened? Because <laughs> it kind of the momentum of what they put in for like the intro song to grab you. But then I started listening to it more and more and listened to the intricacies and like how they came up with the things. And so I've been bopping that a lot. Of course, Spirit Box, like I always make a pass back at because that record is just incredible. And then uh, I've been jamming the new Void record. That's been really good too since they dropped that. It's got some bangers on it. Um, a lot of Paramore, like, per usual for me. <laughs> I don't know why I love Paramore so much, but I fucking love Paramore. So hey, I don't know. Who I just, doesn't love Paramore? I don't know. You're out of your mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you got to be in that misery business, man. Always. And the new song is ridiculously good. Hey, William's just a G, dude. That's all I'm saying. Did you see that they came back together for uh, when we were young? Yeah, no, they've been playing a lot. You should check out their live stream of what they did and like what is like the Outer City Limits uh, Festival. <clears throat> it's a Texas one, right? Yeah, awesome. I've seen that one. And you know what? Haley hasn't lost her touch. And it's so no. funny because no. I was actually listening to uh, Vicious Love with them in Newfound Glory. I was like, oh my oh, God, I love dude. this song. I fucking love Newfound Glory. Like, uh, when we were at when we were at Blue Ridge Rock Festival, that was probably my starstruck moment. The guy saw it. Jordan from Newfound Glory was coming right out of catering as we were walking in, and I literally like dropped my shit. You know, I wasn't I didn't I wasn't that guy all weekend, but I was like, oh. and he's all hi, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I have to, I have to say, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. I wasn't trying to be like that, but I was just like, dude, you like saved me as a child. You know, like I listen to you guys so much all the time, like. You know, that was one of my, like, you know, kids were bullying me and I, I needed a friend kind of thing. And I would listen to Newfound Glory and it, like, brought me back to life. So it's just good to meet somebody, you know, that made you not want to kill yourself was, like, no, thank yes. you. <laughs> so what is your favorite song by Newfound Glory? Ooh, that is a good one. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it up, too. What is one of your favorite original songs by Newfound Glory? And what is one of your favorite cover songs by Newfound Glory? Because yeah, I path because i'm like old school fan of them you know the, the the biggest one i got to was like resurrection album that one's fucking awesome it's oh, got yeah. some and like the guitar production on there is ridiculous mm-hmm. uh but no i mean i don't know i could say like the entire six of stones album front to back easily oh, I love uh, but amazing that whole record no that whole record like changed my life too because of the production quality in it alone is just for like a pop punk band or like whatever you want to classify them as like the layers that are is in that record like changed my whole entire view on how music is produced it's just like you got choirs in there you got strings dude and these guys are just playing like bad out out like but yeah like this fucking huge production you're like okay how did they do that you know <laughs> i want to know so bad but they don't have any documentaries on it or anything. And I was like, God damn it. So, but you know, yeah, that band's the goat for sure. Off of just those two records alone. Cause it was just like six of stones was like your, your typical pop punk record that everybody would love to produce right now. Like your story so far is uh, neck deeps, uh, 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 fucking uh, state champs, you know, like they have that kind of record already made, but for anybody to go make catalyst right now with that type of music, I don't see it happening. Not at all. Nope, nope. Hey, Stan, what's your favorite Periphery album? Oh, Periphery. That's a hard one, too. I <laughs> I, that's love... why I asked it. <laughs> oh, I love Periphery. Their first album, like, 
I don't know if you guys remember like the the iPod touches, like the small ones, the 16 gig. <laughs> but if if you went to the settings, you could actually see how many times you played songs. Oh really? I didn't know that. I'm sure that if I had Spotify back then, I'd probably be their top listener. Because I I know when I had that iPod, I listened to that album. When I looked at the count, it was like ten thousand one hundred seventy-five times. Wow! Jesus Christ! And uh, Juggernaut too. I'm pretty sure like those two like I listened to that probably for like five years straight before I got sick of it. He's not sick. To listen to it, yeah, I do. Still <laughs> listen to it. It's it's like an obsession with those guys. Not like, not your favorite band at all, right? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense with your guitar playing, like they're just. I, I feel that they're like the pinnacle of like musical creativity and like oh god, they production brought, and talent. The the gent they brought the gent man. Everybody ripped that off. Like, you just know yeah. it. Like right as like they went even just slightly like blow up on the stream and not to mention like how they built their band is such an incredible story it's just like if you got time to go check out that shit like nobody's getting a record deal like that period (laughs) nuts man i absolutely love periphery Uh, sometimes when i'm like i'm in that mood i just want to put them on and just cruise my way to work and then like i have an hour before my phones go off so i just put them in and i just listen to them and for some reason to me it's just like a very soothing like to me it's soothing just like hearing them is just so amazing uh i got like three songs that circulate constantly in my uh songs but i can't remember what they are at this (laughs) moment in time (laughs) but i know it's them because i hear like the first like five notes i'm like oh i know what this is yeah Oh, yeah, Misha from a mile away, for sure. So you brought up Blue Ridge Rock Festival. I actually want to know what it was like for you guys to play that festival with people like Slipknot, Alice Cooper, Knock Loose, Gorgira. Like, how was that for you guys? That was easily the most (laughs) surreal moment of all of our lives. You know, just even being there and, like, it's crazy because you look at Aftershock, which like everybody Aftershock like on the West Coast, mm-hmm. and Aftershock sells out. That's like one hundred and sixty thousand. Blue Ridge is two hundred and fifty thousand. Oh shit! And it's on it's on the raceway, the Virginia International Raceway, and I kid you not, like from one end of that place to the other is like four miles. It's like a mile stages. It is absolutely massive. And if you think there's not two hundred and fifty thousand people there. I urge you to go because oh, you're wrong. <laughs> All there is <laughs> insane. And like the, the camping too, like they had RV camping, they had tent camping and there were tens of thousands of people doing that too. Yeah. Just partying, dude. They, they had it on lock. All the easy ups were up. All the cars were like, boom, like those people threw it down, man. You know what I mean? You could tell because like we played Thursday, but you get there like Wednesday to kind of set up for camping and stuff. And or I show up um, before we even got up to like load in and shit. You could see everybody just like, oh fuck, <laughs> you know, like, because they already they already raged Wednesday night, man, because they were so excited. It was hella funny. So yeah, no, that that place is an experience and a half, and 
to, to, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to put it in words, but once again, just be humbled as hell to be invited to that, you know? Cause it wasn't like a weird backdoor thing, you know, where most people were like pulling strings for who knew who, like we really had a submission from like our management company and they liked us enough to put us on. So that, that alone, like, thank you, John. <laughs> you know, like, um, it's, it's just, it's a huge accolade. Cause you know, we thought we would have to jump more hoops than that. And they're like, come we're like, we're coming. So you guys said you played Thursday. Now, how was the crowd for you on that Thursday? Because I, I take it it went to Sunday. Like, how long was the actual festival? Sunday. And <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. I just want to make sure. Not people were amped the entire time. Oh, there, awesome. there was no quitting those people at all. <laughs> because right after us was Norma Jean and <gasps> counterparts. So it's like. You didn't want to go too far away from that stage. And then uh, 10 minutes into our set, Spirit Box yes, started yes. their set. Yeah, so. on the big main stage down the way. It sucked because we, we like, you saw us from the stage. We were like, what song are they playing right now? <laughs> and we're like, oh, let's get back to your set. And we're like, yeah, 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 but one second. Like, Can we just stop so we can watch them? <laughs> that and Sacrifice played right when we were playing too. So that was a huge moment for me because I fucking love them and I wanted to see them so bad. But we were literally took stage at the same exact time and they were like way fucking down on the other side of the festival and we were up front. So were you able to meet any of the other bands that were playing the festival? And if you did, oh. which one <laughs> which one was the most memorable for you? Fuck all of them? I don't know. Like it was so cool just like getting off stage and then going and like sitting down with counterparts in Norma Jean. They'd be like, What's up, dudes? And we're like, that was fucking lit. And then you go backstage and you got like everybody from Seven Dust, like, oh, hey, what's up? And we're like, oh, it was just cool. Everybody, everybody was freaking insane. Like, they, they were so nice. You know, everybody that wanted to like talk with us and hang out with us and like all the management teams that we got to meet and just everything. Like, they really took us under their wing because like everybody knew we were fresh and new. But the thing was, is like people knew who we were, which was, fucking insane to us because you, know, you usually come up and try to introduce yourself and they're like preacher dudes and we're like hey you know like, <laughs> to throw up we're like Ugh. like you know me <laughs> i would say like probably the one of the most memorable moments was getting to watch pierce seville walk on stage oh, for, the for their first oh. show in five years and like we've always loved them since we were younger just a clinic man yeah they're incredible and just we had like artist passes, so we were basically able to go behind everywhere. like everywhere. We could just walk side stage for anybody. And we got to see <laughs> so many bands and just seeing like the the waves of people and the energy and like we got to watch our homies in a Scott Drive, like right right next to them. That was awesome. It, bro, it was just a blast. The whole bro, thing. My mom was hanging out with Gojira. Oh my god, no <laughs> way. That walking I wanna be your mom. So uh, we just put her back, like, there's, like, a VIP artist lounge that we all were able to have access to to have drinks and shit. And uh, she's, like, sends me text. She's, like, I met some French band and da 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 I was, like, who are they? She's, like, it starts with a G or something. I'm, like, are you talking about fucking Gojira? And then <laughs> as Gojira's about to go on stage, she's, like, oh, Nate, we met your mom. And I'm, like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm about to fucking die there. They're, like, dude, it's good seeing you. We'll catch up afterwards. Because, like... <laughs> Already like kind of like watching like before going on stage like so Gojira was hanging out with my fucking mom <laughs> already on like side stage getting ready to watch Gojira because I've never seen anything like it where like they had a very minimal stage setup 
and uh, Lizzie Hales was playing. But as Lizzie Hales was playing, every time she stopped and even went quiet for a second, you hear 250,000 fucking people go, Go Jira! Go Jira! And <laughs> poor Lizzie Hales like, I'm not done yet. And they're like, hurry it up! <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, as they were walking in, I was like, I was going to go find my mom. Like, dude, you got to come see this shit. And they come walking up. Like, Nate, I met your mom. And I was like, this is fucking unreal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, we'll see you on set. Like, fist bumped them all. And I was like, ah, you know, it's not the coolest moment of my fucking life. Right. And they went on that stage, dude. That whole place just went poof. Like, just exploded. I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know? That is the coolest story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but that's oh the whole thing she had out. And fucking all of that remains. She kept hanging out with all of yes. them. They kept running into her. And then on her I took her to the airport because she left early. And she was fucking hanging out with the bass player on the same wow. flight. Home. I want to be your mom. Like, what the fuck? I want to be your mom and meet these people. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, the fuck? She's like, I'm talking to so and so. She's all sweet, you know. Doesn't know who anybody is. She's like, here, here, here. Gives them the phone. They're like, hi, Nate. I heard about you. Your mom gave me all your stuff. We'll be in touch. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, if we ever go back to any these festivals, all we know is just like, get my mom some drinks and just set her ass backstage, man. Like, pff, best promoter of my life, dude. <laughs> See, that's what a mom does, though. Oh my god! Can I meet your mom? I I, I need to learn oh from her. I need to learn from her so I can do this. In front of her. <laughs> oh my god! I love it. That makes me so happy. Oh, I know. It's like such a nerd. I put my mom to my first, my first festival. <laughs> hey, you know what? But your mom got you there. Your mom got you there. He whips us all into shape, man. She had no problem like grabbing Stan by a shirt and be like, "What the fuck was that riff?" <laughs> like, Mom, fucking play that shit, and she's like, "No, but it was ass." She's like, "Don't let that, but you embarrass us like that." Like, God damn, Mom! You know, like we just got off the biggest show of our life. She's like, "Yeah, but you could have done better." And we're like, "Love you, Mom." You gotta be like those French boys from jo- Gojira. <laughs> Gojira. Years. <laughs> like, yeah, it's awesome. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to calm down. That was the. Uh, where do you see Preacher in five years? Grammys. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You better. We're gone. 100 fucking percent. And then we're going to come back on this podcast. Nice. We're going to drink out of said Grammys and do oh, lines. Yeah. We'll go out there for a <laughs> interview you guys yeah, in LA? In LA, fuck yeah. that's four hours away from us. we'll hell go damn yeah we've called it a podcast now everybody kept asking us that we're like fucking grammys that's where we're headed even if we win doesn't matter we're going to the fucking grammys right. we're going <laughs> that is a that is like the best goal yeah. ever <laughs> i can see it i, I can, can see, see it. it oh okay <laughs> you know get there i'm like oh because like i'm pretty sure i'd bring my mom <laughs> And she'll meet all the stars. So did you like, the connections? Do you with, know my son? He's in this band. You're gonna love it. Hey, Mr. Machine Gun, how are you? <laughs> She's gonna go meet like the people who give out the awards, and they'll just change. The, they're like, no, preacher's winning. <laughs> Greatest woman in the world award. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'd have to take her because she's just a riot, man. Like, I just I've put her in that situation. I'm like, I don't know who we'd run into just because of her, you know. Yeah. Well, the fact that you brought her to this festival and she ran into the people she ran into it was just like, well, uh, why but like, not? With her, with her health status, like, she, she's a fucking G. Let me tell you that much. Like, she's a really bad, she broke it a while ago, and, you know, she's getting older, so she has a really fucking hard time walking, and 
he wasn't kidding when we said those mother the stages were like miles apart. So, but dude, she was she was getting there faster than we were. You know, just get her a freaking scooter and pimp it out. <laughs> Think about doing it next year. <laughs> yeah, just do that. That's fine. Just next year. Fuck yeah, like, they made fun I, of me for that, and I was like, oh, I'm funny now. <laughs> Bitch asses, we could have been scooting everywhere. Like, I'm pretty sure we we all walked at least 50 miles the first day. Like, no joke. Yeah, and that's how smart we were. We're like, we want to see the entire festival ground the day before we play. That was a bad idea. <laughs> that sounds like the first time I came to Vegas. I'm like, I'm going to walk the whole strip. Yeah, that's a bad idea. <laughs> I'm from here, and I know you don't do that. I wasn't. It's, it's I, see, Sacramento, I'm Vegas. I know what to do here. He does not. You'll listen to her, man. Don't get robbed. All right. Uh, I've been here for five years. I know what to do now. <laughs> so besides the uh the Rock Ridge Festival, I I noticed you guys have played other places. Um, lots of places. Lots of places, actually. So <laughs> where has been your guys' favorite place to play? Now I know your place might be different than yours. So if it's different. Let's start with uh, Nate. Nate, what was your favorite place to play so far? I want to say, uh, literally, um, Vegas on our way out to Blue Ridge. Um, yeah, that was almost blast. almost brought fucking tears to my eyes because we've been trying so hard to break into that market, like so hard, and it's so tough because we do have a lot of friends down there and a lot of friends that are in really good bands, but for some reason, when you ask for that favor down there, never reciprocated. So to go out there and like make it on our own so to speak you know and still stay in contact with the promoters that gave us shots where we came out and played to like two kids and then the next time was four kids and then the next time was like six kids and then to see a full pack room and to see everybody fuck with us i was like dude this is crazy that that was probably one of the most memorable moments of the year because like everywhere else is like so pretty packed you know what i mean like we were having fun people like knew who we were and we made all those things where, like every time we go to vegas we're like yeah well, well hopefully <laughs> hopefully 12 kids show up this time it'll be badass you know and well, our yeah. son was in the pit, so. Oh yeah, it was yeah. it was it was just incredible. It was, it was one of the best days that I've I've toured in this last year. That was that'd be my most memorable one at the moment. Aww. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I had never heard of you guys until I went to that show, and I was like, okay, these guys are coming up. We'll see what they're like. And then I heard the guitars and then the vocals, and I was like, I'm going up to that stage and watching. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I got money. I'm gonna go buy a shirt. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I was actually running the merch booth for um, one of the bands that were actually for take. for take. I was actually running their merch booth. That's why I was like, "Hi, I'm Kristen. How are you?" Because <laughs> I was right there on the booth. Running their booth. But I've heard the music and it was amazing. I was like, "Oh my god, I love them." Yeah, I'm, I think my favorite song is Mora. I love Mora and uh, the was it the man who laughs? Like I love those two songs. So much. Wrong. The, new, the new one is good too. So. We're trying to bring that to life when we go back out next year. Oh, that was, uh, what, what was that? Oh, it's like we, we, so our art, we have a very bad tuning situation because we're not very smart. So, uh, Mora's just like in the most fucked off tuning compared to all the other songs that we have. So it's like very difficult, but we're working on that. It's the so only make it happen. song. <laughs> it's like the only one out of, what 25 or 26 that's in this tuning <laughs> so that means like multiple 
guitars that we just can't afford right now. <laughs> so it's just, wow, what's the tuning to it, if you don't mind? It's drop G, but like all of our other seven string songs are drop G sharp, which is a little higher. And then to tune to that live, it would just sound awful because strings wouldn't be able to stretch out in time to sound right. But we're working on it. And if you guys haven't noticed, that's a little too long for me to be talking on stage. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tend to ramble. Um, so you know, <laughs> I'm like, I drink, I drink a lot of green tea today. <laughs> You're like, what? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you get some <laughs> dirty jokes. <laughs> I got a great one for you too, if you want to hear it. Oh no! Oh, give it to me. How do you say pussy backwards? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> nice i used to do this one on stage i would say uh uh what, what do girls say to guys with big dicks mm. i knew you wouldn't know <laughs> <laughs> that's great you always get the one guy in the crowd like what <laughs> Um, Stan, Stan, what's the play, your favorite place that you've played? You know, I would say this year, if I had to pick one that wasn't the same as Nate's, it would have to be Lodi. Okay. Insane. Chaos. We went to Wildwood Skate Shop down there. It's in like, almost like a grocery center, but it's, it's massive place. And they got half pipes in there. They got people skateboarding all over the place. They had a skate competition going on outside where people were just doing tricks and all kinds of stuff. They had vendors out there. Um, our boy Dan from In Chaos invited us out there, and he's he's just a phenomenal guy. and a Phenomenal band. Check them out. Yeah, In Chaos. Um, yeah, the crowd was absolutely <laughs> insane. Those guys Fuck wild, man. go crazy. Like, I was terrified like, to leave the stage, and that was a first for me. Like we had a wall of death. And oh, oh, nice. And there, there wasn't anybody in that room standing still when that happened. Crazy. Central Valley, California. The guys party. They party so hard. It was epic. Harder than anywhere I've ever seen. And we went to that outdoor festival. But I think they brought more alcohol in this place than I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> like BYOB, and they didn't care. They're like, just bring it in. <laughs> People are just shots at each other. Dude, there's like a girl walking around like a fifth of tequila. Shit. It was just, whatever, dude. And I was like, dude. This place rocks. <laughs> that sounds like me. I'd be walking around with a fifth of rum, like, what's up? What I know. You, you? I would do that, like, even just in the, like, going in the green room and stuff. And they're like, you can't do that. And there it was like, everybody had it but me. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I always get told no, but everybody else is okay? <laughs> Rude. Just hanging on to 30 packs of beer, too, just walking around. Hey, what's up, Frank? You're like, oh, goddamn. You're like, <laughs> Well, it's, it's weird because, like, being from Reno and Vegas, like, we're used to that. We're used to, like, booze everywhere, but not like that. Oh, yeah, no. It's because they can't have <laughs> booze like we can. Yeah. They can't. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, when they can, they go hard. Why? Because we fucking can. And if we can, we do. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you can judge a place by if there's alcohol at the gas station. <laughs> No, you just places there's a uh, slot machine in the gas station. Oh, that's... It is weird when you get around, like, no slots, slot machines. You're like, where am I? You know, because they're a part of it. I know the feeling now. When I go back home, I'm like, where are all the slot machines? 
Oh yeah, <laughs> or you go to the bar and there's a uh, fucking slot machines in the bar. You could smoke in the bar. Yeah. You go, yeah, you go to the bar in California. Like, oh, nobody's smoking. It's different here. <laughs> and you can't play machines at the bar. You don't hear people going. Right. Yep. That's happening. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I wanted to go to that Lodi Fest. I think I, I mentioned, I think your page. I was like, man, that show looks awesome. Like, and then you guys went to it and we saw the videos. I was like, ugh. That would have been so cool. And go. <laughs> Even if we're on it or not, go. Because yeah. it is fucking riot, man. Oh, yeah. Um, I got a little side question. Since you guys are from Reno, what other bands do you know from Reno? Like, who? who you, got, <laughs> you know, you know, We Predict a Riot? We do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I love We Predict a we, Riot. We did one with Danny and Sammy. Oh, awesome. Oh, right on. Yeah, we've known those guys for over a decade. Oh, yeah. Really? They're so... It's so funny because, like, how your guys' mannerisms are, it's kind of the same. It's, I think it's that Reno vibe that you guys give off. <laughs> yeah. It's very much like Sacramento. Fucking um, Northern Nevadans. We, I can say that because I'm a Southern Nevadan. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then, um, I noticed on Spotify, you guys are tied mm-hmm. with Luck Won't Save You. So that's... Uh, that song I actually did uh, guest guitar solos in. Okay. So there's, I believe, I don't remember which one it is on the top songs because I it shows up when I listen to you guys <laughs> like all the time. Yeah, yeah. Tagged our name in it on uh, <clears throat> when I did the feature. But yeah, I did some guest guitar solos for them. Um, in that album, I do guest solos in two songs, and I think I've done guest solos on four of their albums. Okay. I won't save you. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but um, it's a good buddy of mine, Russell Eck. I've known him for since I was basically just starting out in music. And then Jared Klein, he's basically one of the hometown heroes drumming for Rivers of Nile. That's my buddy. We actually uh, met up with him when he came to Vegas for the Rivers of Nile Fallujah show. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, that's, that's why I was going to ask. I was like, you know Jared, I think. Yeah. Jared's so sweet. I know Jared because of Flub. And, oh, yeah. And me Those, being from Sacramento, like Michael Alvarez and and uh, Eloy and Jared, you know. He he was the epitome of the Sacramento scene. Right <laughs> here. Part of it. He was part of it. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Part of it. But yeah, they, they actually be a band um, back when, like, high school days. So long, long ago. Save you. And they basically decided to bring it back and make it like an online project. And um, I hit up Russ because he was looking for people to do like guest solos or guest vocals. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to, man. And he's been gracious enough to allow me to do a couple. And it's been a lot of fun with them. Nice. That's so cool. That's cool. I I knew about them. I just, I'd never seen anything from them. And so now I know why they stopped. (laughs) Well, what's crazy to me is, like, how, like, close-knit the upper Sacramento-Reno area is. It's and only it's two crazy. hours away. I know, and like it's so said. crazy how, like, all y'all motherfuckers know Zach each other. Zach plays in Reno, and Reno plays in Zach. Like, they just played at Roseville. Oh, wh- where did they play in Roseville? Goldfield. You played in Goldfield? The Goldfield. Oh, the Goldfield. It's a new um, I only lived there for five years. So I can kind of be partial a Sacramentoan. Yeah. I mean, if you want it, you can have it. <laughs> and you know, what, you know what? I love the 
scenery up there, it's better than Vegas. <laughs> trees. Yeah, don't you guys have like one mountain with trees over there? Mount Charleston. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> but we also have Lone Mountain, which is a mountain that just sits in the middle and there's things around it. Yeah, in Vegas. In Vegas. There's like a, it's called Lone Mountain, literally. It's a hiking trail that goes up and down. <laughs> there's actually a, a really, I don't know if you heard of it, but there's actually a really cool festival that plays every Cinco de Mayo in Sacramento. It is called Metal for Marcos and it's a free metal show. It's an all-day metal show that always plays on Cinco de Mayo. It's a memorial for him, isn't it? Mm-hmm. See, he knows Marcos. <laughs> we just no. we just had Tyler from Greybush on, and he was, he's the one, he's who, the one who starts it. Oh, awesome! Awesome. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 trying to get there this year. Oh, wait, this you, coming you up. You guys here. ever want to play? Just you know, let me know, and I'll I'll tell him. We're yeah. in. Sign us up. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll let him know. It's yeah, it's a, it's like a weekend around Cinco de Mayo. I'll let him know. I think some of our our friends have played that one too. It's so fun. I haven't been there. He's been there. He went there the day after our wedding. Yeah. He's like, all right, we got married. I'm going to this festival. I'm like, what the fuck? It was the first one, you know. That so. is that is that is true. It was, it was meaningful. He's like, once, once. <laughs> One time. He's been there several times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll let him know. He's on tour right now with his band. But uh, once they're done, I'll say, hey, this band is dope. They would love to play your show. Yeah, it'd be super. We'll see what. He he only books, like I think, like 12 bands. Because it starts like afternoon. It goes till nighttime. But anybody can set up a tent and barbecue there if they want. There's no it, problem. It's a huge tailgate party. Yeah. Nice. And there's a, a professional stage and audio, so you don't have to worry about that. So basically, low act. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But it's just all ages. Hell yeah, yeah. But there's beer. People are passing around alcohol. <laughs> it's not a practice studio, so it's it's all good. So. Oh yeah, but uh, I'll shout out some some Reno. Yeah. Reno. We got uh, latest fashion, the homies. Oh, oh yeah, nice. I've heard of them. Uh, Lol, what? Lol, what? They're yeah. coming. It's, it's going to be a good L-O-L, like laugh out loud? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Cool. We got Anapex, the homies. <clears throat> uh, Ember Wake is a new metalcore band. Just started. They're pretty solid. I know there's more than this. Yeah. Uh, Fervents, they're going to be coming out with some new stuff. Oh, yeah, pretty soon. That's going to be super sick. Nice. Awesome. Heck yeah. I'm going to listen to all of them now. I know Emberwake. I actually saw when they released stuff, and those guys are good. Yeah, they're awesome. The rest of them, I definitely got to check out because I've never heard of most of them. I knew the latest fashion. <clears throat> yeah, the rest of them I'm gonna check out. So. We like to hear new bands, honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it, it's the little bands that make the best music. Oh, it's what the show is. <laughs> Do you guys have any upcoming shows in 2023? We do. A lot. <laughs> or, anything you can, or anything you can tell us about. Okay, so far, so far we can we can go with what's like on the internet right now. Okay. Not allowed to say anything else, but uh, so we're gonna open the year uh, going back to Bishop. Uh, we're actually gonna be with our friends um, Anapex and Amberwake. An- Anapex and Amberwake, and then um, the uh, promoter he used to play. I want to say this band is called Grimace, but now he's yeah. in this band called Beast Infection. Sick ass name. By the way, yeah. Right. 
but yeah, we're going right back out to Bishop. Oh, which and, uh, Condemned Existence. That's the other one. So we're excited to go do that. That's like really like, like the weekend after New Year's. And then right after that, we're back in L.A. <laughs> you know, right back in L.A. So we're playing the Whiskey Go-Go on the 22nd. Oh, so, that looks like fun. I've never been there. Yeah, okay. no, we'll, we'll get you in. Do I do a day trip? Sure. <laughs> okay, we'll get a babysitter. We'll do a day trip. As hell, you know. If you've never been to the whiskey, go with friends. It, I've it's never been to the whiskey. I would, I've always heard so much about it, and I've always wanted to go. It's a blast. And because right next to it, okay, so when Lemmy was alive, RIP Lemmy, um, there's a, a bar right across it called The Rainbow. And then you'd see Lemmy just hanging out there at all times. And you just got to him and like, you can never hear what he's saying, you know, cause he, you know, smoked a pack of cigarettes every five seconds. And, uh, but he would walk you into the rainbow and, and like, you would have a Jack and Coke with him. And he'd, so he'd sit there and talk to you and you'd be like, yeah, yeah. No, if he had subtitles, it'd be way easier. But he's like, <laughs> you know, he sings Ace of Spades. That's how he talks. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> that bears yeah. a question. Me right that now. Bear God. Oh yeah. No, he, he, he's, he's the Lord and savior. I'm sure he's still there. He's just, just his skeleton, <laughs> you know, just walking around. Trick question. <laughs> Lemmy is God. Oh, there it is. Sorry, there it is. It's, it's from Airheads. <laughs> no, I, I got you. But no, like, if you guys do come out, I can show you a bunch of cool little holes in the walls that are there that were shown to us by, like, back-end people that, like, you know, live the L.A. lifestyle and stuff. So when we got uh, the whole nostalgia of playing the Whiskey Go-Go the first time, we're like, we got to see everything, but now we know the ins and outs. We're like, we'll show everybody everything, so... Yeah. Oh, that sounds like fun. That's cool. I'm so down. Oh, yeah. So besides music, what are your guys' hobbies? Oh. <laughs> we don't have any. <laughs> music. Really? Like, besides music, like, if you weren't playing music, if you weren't playing guitar, if you weren't singing and kind of trying to play guitar, as you state, um, what would you guys be doing? Dead, right? We'd be dead. Potentially. I think we'd be dead. Yeah, I I would probably like the only other thing I'm like kinda good at is art. Nice. Okay. About it. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I do I do like fuck tons of like graphic design and stuff like that, but yeah. I can't tell you that I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, damn it, I gotta make what? How much time do I have? All right, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a hobby. Like, what are your hobbies outside of music? That's it. But at the point where we're at in our career, we don't really have the luxury of hobbies at the moment. We just got to keep grinding. So it's uh, playing in the next show and doing things like this. This would be, this is what we do with our downtime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have literally found the truest band. They're like, our hobby is our hobby. <laughs> like <laughs> music is our hobby. I Pretty consider much. napping a hobby, mm-hmm. but napping be a hobby have that luxury either yeah they don't get (laughs) did you not hear they 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 went on tour and then had to do a video and now they're going back (laughs) yeah i think i think this is the longest we've been home to be completely honest yeah we took a little uh two-week break so our drummer could get married and all that and have some fun originally gave him the month off but he only made it two weeks well, he tried to make it for two weeks. He saw us a couple days earlier. <laughs> We're like, what are you doing, dude? We thought you were busy. He's all, ah, well. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just funny. We're like, we didn't even make it a whole month off. I don't think our wives would have liked that either. Because, like, we've been so fucking busy lately. You know, now that we've been home for two weeks straight. They're like, 
can you leave? <laughs> we're like, all right, cool, fine. You know? <laughs> so, I feel like that's what you would be like. You're like, oh, you're home too long. Can you go? <laughs> well, he's starting to do his, like, band practices and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm having separation anxiety. And now I, I, I feel like I'm going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of my Oh, dude, it starts like that because, like, literally we started in January. And we're like, hey, we're going to release a record in February. They didn't realize that we were going to be gone for the next fucking eight months. <laughs> in their minds, they're like, oh, go release your little record, you little scams. Go do that. And then I'm like, hey, I'm gone like every weekend for the foreseeable future. And they're like, what the fuck? And then they, you know, obviously we're pissy about three or four months into it. And then after we took them out to their first festival and showed them everything we had built and like, you know, seven months or less, they were like, okay. Yeah, because we, we got some we got some crazy offers, and we're like, hey, we're going to be gone for like this long. And they're like, so what's the problem? And I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> so, see, I'm at the beginning phase of that where, like, he was gone for like four days. I'm like, what the fuck? What about me? I got two kids. What the fuck? What about me? And now I'm like, okay, well, you're doing all this. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> and my wife's like, when did you get here? <laughs> Left her bed and she's got the daughter unlocked. The dog's fine. Like she ain't got much to worry about. So I mean, at least like made that nice. You know. <laughs> well, what's the new band? Uh, it's called Body of Phil. Body of Phil. It's like a oh. beat down slam band. Nice. Yeah. So it's they've been the guys have been around for a while, but uh, <laughs> this band they've had different like versions of it. This is the band, and so. Okay. Hell yeah. Sometimes it takes, dude. You know? Oh, yeah. Gotta find the right guy. Check them out. No, nah, they're not the best recordings. Not the the best new recordings. ones are coming in January. But you need help with those recordings. We oh, might yeah. know. EP drops in January. That's what we're trying. So we'll see. Hell yeah. I got a quick question. Have you get your birthday suit that you stood on the uh, counter of that bar? Oh, my suits? Yeah, your I crazy have- ass suit. Not the only one. That's the first one. More. I have more, yeah. All tailored to me too. They they fit like a glove. Like a glove. <laughs> Audio mic, come on. No. Oh, you can't even see it. Oh, there it is. Look at that. Oh my god, <laughs> what? That is amazing. He you also got has a matching tie. He has a jacket with it too. That's just it's all. Yeah. Watch on the Instagram of you on the bar. Oh my god. <laughs> So, one, I love the pants. Hallelujah. Love it. What What is on the pants? Like, what was on the... Here it is. Oh, there it is. There it is. There's the picture. Is that Mario? Is that Yoshi? <laughs> oh, my God. It's fucking Mario. <laughs> that is the best suit I've ever seen. Right. Fantastic. If you can find it, there's also a cheetah one as well. Oh, <laughs> I'm straight up jealous of his suits. I need suits like this too. <laughs> now I have to buy him suits like this. Thanks. <laughs> you gotta set that standard real high, don't you? Absolutely. I'm just not wear them anywhere when my wife's present. <laughs> She's like, not. I'm like, okay. You know what's funny is he'll be like, I'm gonna wear this. I'm like, all right, cool. Bye. <laughs> Wearing them for a week. Get used to it. This is me now. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking men. <laughs> All right. So where can people find your music and your merch? The easiest way would be the link tree. 
Got it in the Instagram. It has links to everything we got, whether that be music, music videos, merchandise, interviews, etc. And it's Linktree slash Preacher Envy for Nevada. Or you can just go to our actual website, which is Preacher Envy for Nevada dot com. It's got merchandise, links to everything. I mean, look how easy the link tree is. I know. Look at this. We 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 just. We just clicked on it and there it is. We got Live, Laugh, Lobotomy music video, The Man Who Laughs music video. There's all their... There's merch, Apple Apple Music, music, YouTube, Instagram, like shit. It's all fucking there. These are all their interviews too. Oh yeah, look at that. It works. Awesome. (laughs) Well, we enjoyed this time with you guys. Mm -hmm. Thank you for, you know hanging out with us, talking with us, and letting us get to know you a little bit more. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we, we appreciate every moment of this. And if you ever want us back, we're down. And then DM us if you're coming to the whiskey because we would love to hang out with you guys there too. Yeah, that'd be oh, awesome. I, you will regret those words. Oh, no, you want us back. Oh, 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 you're going to regret that. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Matt, love you guys. Thank you. Have a great evening.